welcome to the Locked On Canucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm Justin Morissette, and this is your Locked On Canucks for Friday, December 6th, the day before the Canucks host the Buffalo Sabres at Rogers Arena. I'm not even going to tell you about that game today. We've got uh, something else on deck altogether. Georgia Twist joins me to talk about, uh, well, uh, a greeting card initiative that she's put together once again this year and memories of a mentor figure very near and dear to both of us, uh, Jason Botchford. So it's it's a little bit of a it's a little bit of a sad episode, but I think it's hopeful as well. So this is Twistmas, and what have I done? George has made another card, and she's here to sell you one. Without further ado, my interview with Georgia Twists. My guest today is an artist and illustrator whose work has been seen in The Athletic Vancouver, uh, among other places, I suppose. You know her from Twitter, perhaps, from the epic Princess Leia buns she wore to Star Wars night last year. I don't even remember who the Canucks were playing that night. She's Georgia Twist. Georgia, welcome to Locked On Canucks. Thank you so much for doing this. (laughs) Thank you. I always forget about the Leia buns, and then they always come back. (laughs) Well, I'm, I've brought it up before on I know. another podcast that I think you were the best thing about Star Wars night that night. There wasn't that much that was Star Wars-y about that game other than maybe like some costumed stormtroopers and Vader wandering around. Uh, your, I will agree. Yeah, your hair might have been the best part. I convinced uh, a couple of friends from work to go to that game solely because I wanted to go. I thought it would be fun. And the first period was so awful. And they weren't, like, Canucks fans, and I felt so bad that I had forced them to come to this game. And I was like, I swear it's fun sometimes. Yeah, I mean, that was your first mistake, was prior to this season, <laughs> believing that going to a Canucks game would be fun. That is true. That is that is true. <laughs> well, you are here for a reason this evening, and it's not just to reminisce about Star Wars night, though I'm sure we could do that for a full 20 minutes. <laughs> Uh, the reason for the season, in fact, because you have a Christmas initiative going on right now. For the second year in a row, you have produced these uh, Canuckmas cards. Um, and I guess I would start by asking you, how did this come about? Where, why did this start last year? What was the original idea? Okay, so last year I did, I was photoshopping stuff for Botch, and Chris Conte on Twitter said that I should write a Canucks um, kids Christmas book or a Canucks kids book so he could read it to his kids and I thought it was so funny and then I thought uh I do want to do something for charity every year around Christmas I I want to do something and I don't really know how and I was kind of getting into graphic design and so I thought why don't I just do a Christmas card not realizing how much work goes into producing and mailing out Christmas (laughs) cards um so last year I did the PD Miss Christmas card it's a classic. Um, we still have one sitting uh, in the producer studio uh, on the other side of the glass, I suppose, in the uh, the 650 <laughs> studios. It's still there to this day, and it will oh it will God. probably remain there forever. So it's a part of history, uh, the cards uh, from last year. Yeah, so the PD Miss one was last year, and uh, we raised $1,040 for Connect Place, um, and that was really awesome. And then this year I thought, oh, I want to do it again, but I maybe want it to be more inclusive. I don't want to just kind of pigeonhole it. And also, 
I was starting to do a lot of things with Elias Pedersen, and I thought, I don't want him to think that I'm a total creep. So <laughs> I thought I'd broaden it uh, and do Canuckmas, and then I could include some more faces, and then it wouldn't just be... Um, just his face. So well, well, I think that was the idea for this year. Your big problem was that Quinn Hughes is Jewish, I believe. So Hughes yes. miss was out of the question. You couldn't just shift your focus onto the next rookie. Yeah, and I did have um, one of my best friends becoming a rabbi. She's in the process of becoming a rabbi, and I had a conversation with her about because people were saying, "Well, he doesn't act. She's not actually practicing," and blah 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 blah. And I just I had a conversation with her, and I just decided, you know what, it's it's okay to not put his face on a Christmas card. And I had a couple of people reach out and say, uh, thank you for that. But I wanted to make sure that people understood that there's a reason why he's not on the card. Um, there's also a reason Troy Stetcher's not on the card. And that's that he looks like a total creep in all of his uh, <laughs> uh, Canuck photos. So he's not on the card, but um, he would have been Krampus. Uh, yeah. He looks like he's a serial killer. So I thought, mm, doesn't exactly fit in with, what I'm doing, um, but yeah, so that's why I ended up with the the five players that were that are on the card. Uh, it's it's Jacob Markstrom. He's on the card. Am I not, am I correct about that? Yeah. So it's Markstrom, Edler, um, Besser, Horvat, and uh, Petey. And did you feel conflicted at all about whether it should be Markstrom or Demko? Was there like some goaltender <laughs> controversy brewing? Because it seems like the card is largely like the young core. And uh, yeah. of the two goalies, I would say Jacob Markstrom is certainly the older one. I think we can all agree about that. Uh, <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but also, I had to honor Audrey. <laughs> That's true. Yes. Our yeah. good friend Audrey, who loves Jacob Markstrom. <laughs> And Edler's for Grania, probably, so um, had to put the favorites on. That's true. I guess Edler's not a member of that young core. Um, but no. the reason why we're talking so much about this is because, as you said, uh, this is all for a good cause. You wanted to do something nice for Christmas, which is not just produce cards, but make sure uh, that the money from them goes to a good place at this time of yep. year as well. Uh, I, I believe you did the same thing last year as well. Was it a different initiative last year, or is it the same charity that you're starting no, again? No, it was still Canuck Place. Um, I do it for a couple reasons. First, it's just a great um, charity and a great, um, it's a hospice for, for kids and who are um, uh, entering palliative care and for their families. And especially around Christmas, I think for me, being around my family is so important and um, to help kind of provide a space for that is, is uh, something that I hold close to my heart. And this year I opened it up to other suggestions and um, seeing if we should split it maybe. And people were just saying, no, just keep, keep it as Canuck place. And it's the Canucks on the card. And I feel, I feel like that's the right place for it to go. Yeah. They're, they seem very litigious as well about, you know, people uh, selling things with their logo on it or so on, yeah. et cetera. So the- that, that's <laughs> the other side is like, you cannot sue me <laughs> if I'm raising money for your charity. <laughs> there is that aspect that's also happening, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. If you were to give it to someone else, they might come after you. But that's a bad <laughs> look on their part if they're trying to take money away from Canuck Place. Yeah. I don't think Francesca would be happy if I was raising it for something like, uh, I think it's Dignidad Migrante. <laughs> <laughs> I think maybe I would be sued very fast. 
Um, but y- you are printing these at your own expense. Is it a different process this year relative to what you did last year as far as the production of the cards themselves? Yeah, so last year I didn't have any idea about how many cards would be bought. I had no idea printing costs. Um, so I printed like 250 cards. So currently under the bed in my parents' spare room at my old home is <laughs> about 100 cards that still have the Mary Petey Mess stuff on it. Um and I just, I didn't realize because I did it through Etsy and kind of mailing it and the cost of mailing it and that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's, it's money that I am putting forth to have this stuff printed. Um, this year I figured out a better printer. So it was a lot better that came with envelopes. Um, I have the kind of mailing system down pad, so it's a lot easier, but it's all for charity and um, it's kind of hard to kind of hard to get frustrated when you're thinking oh my god i'm getting paper cuts from these envelopes and you just think what it's actually going to it's it's worth it so you lowered your production order this year which means uh they are a a much more limited quantity uh, a much more uh, sought after product perhaps that might be gone soon if people want to pick one up uh, to give to someone uh, who means something to them this holiday season. Uh, how how many cards do you have left? And, and should people be in a rush to snap them up before they're gone? Yes, please be in a rush. Please snap them up. I have, um, there's 10 of the Skate Edition cards uh, left, and there is 30 of the uh, traditional, more uh, traditional Canucks colors of the blue and green. Um, so yeah, there's 140 total. I've sold 100. So far, we've raised $750. And I'm really hoping to just sell them all so that we can surpass um, last year's donation. Which would be narrowly surpassing it because if yeah. I understand correct, you just ordered basically the same amount that sold last year? Uh, yeah. And then uh, my mom likes to add a little bit of money <laughs> <laughs> in the donation. So we'd, we'd, we'd get a little bit higher, but maybe by like $40. Well, here's an idea. Given that you only have 40 cards left, there are 100 other cards sitting under your parents' bed, it sounds like. (laughs) I mean, if people want to buy the PD Miss cards, like, go for it. I guess I could do it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Might might be worth... I could sell them. Yeah, busting those out of the vault, perhaps, if you (laughs) quickly sell out of the Canuck Miss cards (laughs) that you have left right now. Yes, you can still buy PD Miss cards. All right. Well, where can people find those cards if they are so inclined to buy them? So it's on my Etsy shop right now. My Etsy shop is just Georgia Twist, T-W-I-S-S, Georgia, like the state and the country. Um, Or you can just find it through my Twitter account, which is at Georgia Twist. I have all the links. I think it's, yeah, it's my pinned tweet is um, is the Etsy links directly to purchasing them. I would recommend if people are wanting to buy them, buy them soon because, you never know how shipment's going to go. I've been told that it shouldn't take too long, but you'd want to get them now if you want to be sending them out to people. You heard the lady. Buy now if you want to make sure that they deliver 
in time. And speaking of delivery, my friends over at DoorDash know a thing or two about that. You can treat yourself to the meal that you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter promo code Locked On. Listening on the go, if you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcasts.com slash offers. Well, let's talk a little bit about, uh, you know, how you got into uh, creating art like this in the first place. Because, um, you know, you were just mentioning that last year was kind of, you were just starting to dabble in uh, design and and this sort of thing. What drew you to wanting to make sports art uh, about the Canucks in particular? Because it seems like that's your forte. Um, So, I've always been interested in graphic design. Um, I'm a perfectionist, so sitting down and trying to learn watercolor or um, even sketching can be something that's very taxing for me. Um, And there's something about graphic design that I don't find it so troubling to try and make it perfect because the computer kind of does some stuff for you. Um, And I basically got into it because I got an idea in my head of a picture of Elias Pettersson and an alien. And I thought, I really want to make this, and I don't know how to do that other than buying Adobe, (laughs) downloading it, and just doing it. Um, And so that's really what got me into it. I've kind of dabbled in a little bit of other art, some feminist art, um, some different things, but I always go back to the sports ones because I think it's, I don't know why, I just, mm, I guess it's just fun. (laughs) Uh, I think the faces are interesting. I think there's some interesting things that you can say um, with art. And I don't see, I see a lot of Photoshop being done um, in terms of kind of sports art, or I guess specifically hockey, but not a lot of um, more graphic design. And I think if I had more time, I'd probably do more of it. But even the stuff like little things that Granny has done, I think are, are really interesting and um, I kind of just wanted to do some of that, really. Yeah, I, I always enjoy, um, I don't know that she's done it the last few years. Maybe she has, and I'm just outing myself as someone who has not paid any attention to it. <laughs> but when Granny was doing those, um, uh, the Stanley Cup final, or the, the yeah. entire Stanley Cup playoffs like yeah. branch, and showing how teams progressed and doing all these different artistic representations of the teams. You know, the, the team that makes the final has four different essentially, you know, avatars yeah. that she has to come up with over the course of the entire run. And I was, yeah, I, I love that kind of art as well. And you're mm-hmm. right, there is something, you know, um, I, I guess when you are, are trying to capture, uh, like, athletes in action in an art kind of way, it's there's this, like, sort of real-life superhero sort of quality to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I, I fully understand that and, and what would kind of pull your attention to it plus you, you said it's fun right and as we were saying off the hop yeah. joking about star wars night this is not a team necessarily that has been all that fun to follow or no. cover or you know anything of the sort over the last let's say yeah. four years or so so you might have to invent some yourself right <laughs> yeah and i think also like i just love hockey and i think it's kind of natural for that to seep into this other thing that i'm interested in um i think you see that for a lot of people, the kind of blending of what they really like, it, it's just kind of a natural thing that happens. So um, 
Yeah, it's not surprising. And also, like, yeah, it's fun to create for Canucks Twitter and see the reaction. Um, and, yeah, I just usually I'm, I don't sit down and think, mm, what are my ideas? Something just kind of pops into my head. And I think because I've been I was watching a lot of hockey, it was just kind of natural for these like designs to pop into my head and and uh, hopefully make it to the page. Well, you mentioned that the first idea that you had was this hybrid image of uh, Elias Pettersson and an alien, uh, fitting for the alien nickname, of course. I think everybody knows the image that you're talking about because it got attached to uh, one of the biggest pieces, if not the single biggest piece that was published by the Athletic Vancouver last year uh, by Jason mm-hmm. Botchford, of course, how Elias Pettersson changed everything in Vancouver. Um, and I know you've told this story before, but uh, obviously Jason Botchford, very important to a number of people in this city, myself included. And um, I'm just curious, uh, you know, how that came about and how how this idea that you had as a kind of an unknown artist working on your first real Canucks project wound up being attached to the biggest story of the year in the athletic? Uh, So I will say, first of all, I think that piece is probably the best piece that I'll ever do. And I think that it's so funny that that happened to be the first one. Um, It came about, and I love, Botch told this story on the podcast about it, and it's so funny because it's so his version of the story. Um, and it makes me laugh every time I think of it. Um, basically what happened is, um, the church of Pedersen Twitter guys were talking about doing artworks and they asked me to do art for them. And they said, do you have any ideas? And I had got this idea because I was watching the world juniors and, um, a trailer for Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse came on and there was a shot and it had Peter Parker and it had, I think it was actually Peter Parker looking into something and then it turned into Spider-Man. And I had this idea of the split screen. And I found this image of Spider-Man, Peter Parker, and I basically just did that but for Patterson. Um, and the Spider-Man one had Brooklyn in the background. And I just thought, what's what would this be like in Vancouver? And I thought... Granville. It has all the signs. People know it. Um, originally, I had Rogers Arena, and it just didn't work. Um, so I basically sat down and I learned how to photo, how to um, graphic design because I just had this idea and I needed to get it out. And so I was watching YouTube tutorials and figuring it out, and I hatched out this really shitty image. Sorry. That's oh, no, okay. And I we're not on radio. You can say whatever you want. Go for it. <laughs> a really shitty image. And I, uh, I sent it to a couple people, and one of the people was Jason. And I sent it to him because I had done stuff with him in the past, and he had just always been really enthusiastic and really, really supportive um, of everything. Like, just he was, you know, he was just a really enthusiastic respondent to whatever you sent him, and. He was like, oh, my God, this is amazing. I'm writing this piece about Elias Pettersson, and I need, I need this for the cover art. And I was like, okay. And this is me in the middle of, like, writing papers for my history degree. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is crazy. And um, I kind of figured out how to get the alignments right for the athletic. And um, 
uh, I think it was just like a couple weeks later, the article came out. Actually, I was at the Star Wars game when he was messaging me saying, these are the dimensions I need. Uh, Izzy's asking me for this to be done. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm with my Leia buns. And then, uh, yeah, I think it was the week later, the piece came out and it was just unreal, the response. And, and Jason the whole time was, he was so supportive and I went through a process with um, Elias Pedersen's agent because they wanted to do stuff with the image and ultimately it didn't work out and um, I'm okay with that. But Jason was really there during that whole process of um, helping me through what was going on um, in dealing with agents who I who had never dealt with. Um, yeah. So that's basically the story of that image. Um yeah. yeah, and it's still really special to me. It'll pop up on my timeline every now and then. Someone kind of retweets it, and I always get a little sad, but also kind of really happy that I was somehow a part of that and, and feel really lucky that I was at the same time. I mean, if you reread that piece, like, Jason's such a good writer. I like I think people know that, but sometimes when you reread stuff he wrote it's just unreal how good of a writer he was and to have kind of my image associated with his words is like an incredible honor to me yeah i I mean i feel like on some level like we all obviously appreciate that quinn hughes is amazing and that he's doing these spectacular things this year but i feel like his like hype level would be at another level if jason was here to you know yell and scream about it all season long yeah because like like Hughes just does these things and it's so easy to take him for granted because we don't have somebody in the marketplace anymore to be that guy really to set the narrative, which is not to say that, you know, we need a leader to follow and everybody just, you know, walked in step with whatever botch had to say. But I mean, on some level we kind of did. And he was that, like he could pick a cause and champion it to such an extent that it would become sort of the accepted thing uh, that everybody got behind, whether that was, you know, his his opinions or whether that was the work of fledgling creative types in this city like you or me or any number of people that he helped as well. And, um, yeah, it's there is I, I do feel like when I try to think of like the way we perceive of Quinn Hughes this season and, and the, the level of excitement and hype that is around him, I do feel the absence of Jason and um, I, I know that like there's tons of places where that is felt but it's it, it's 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 impossible to go through this year without sort of thinking about how much different our conversations would be on a day-to-day basis if he was still the guy who was writing those those must-read articles every single night which is obviously no disrespect to harm or Wyatt or, or Thomas obviously like everybody is doing a fantastic job but there's only one Jason Botchford, and there there is no replacing him, unfortunately. Yeah, and I think like they know that, and and I think that um, I think you're right. There's this um, I can't. Who is the person who's retweeting the every game? Retweeting? Oh, it's, it's Pet Bugs. Is Pet, it Pet Bugs? Pet okay, Bugs yeah. is doing a, a best recap of every yeah. single game, and it's just taking yeah. an old botch tweet. And it's like, oh my god, like. Ah, some of the stuff, like some of the tweets that come up and like, it's one of those things where it's so heartbreaking and that you love it and yet you love it so much. And yeah, I don't know. It's, 
he he just had this special he's just had a special voice he spoke for the market he spoke for for us quote unquote like the fans right and i think that there's a lot of stuff that um going down this season that sometimes i just think fuck if botch was here you know yeah and that's that's part of the reality we live in and i'm and i'm sure um one like one day the market will maybe have someone who's um who kind of unites people like that again and and hopefully that happens or maybe it's a once in a lifetime thing i I don't really know but god i'm glad that i experienced that and i i'm i'm glad like last season i'm I'm so glad that the petterson stuff happened um and that he got to talk about that and I just wish I, I always just think of the words that he wrote after the last athletes and like, we want it to go the right way, you know, like I, I can't wait for it to go well, essentially to paraphrase what he wrote. And, and, um, but sometimes it, it will go the other way too. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm just, God, I'm excited for that to happen. And I wish to God that he was here for it, but He's yeah. here somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he's he's a part of every single one of us that he helped lift up, right? Um, yeah, no, for sure. And you can see that in the stuff that JD does or um, uh, Jackson or you or just like everyone, Harm, like Wyatt. It's the it's the legacy. And, and you're, you're going to see it with all these kids that are now coming up with the Botchford Project, which is a really cool initiative um, that uh, hopefully will continue. Yeah, I mean, I think the word that I was searching for earlier when I was describing kind of the role that he could play is really like cheerleader. He was like the greatest cheerleader in the yeah. world, and and that is not to say that he was like you know a fan or a homer for the for the team or anything, but he would take mm-hmm. causes, he would pick players, he would pick people, he would pick artists, he would pick yeah. writers, he would pick all these things, and he would be your champion essentially, and. Um, I think it's totally fitting that like there's the, all of the things that he did have to be filled by committee because uh, there's no one person who can do yeah. any any of the stuff that he did really whether yeah. it's whether it's you know the athletes or uh, just the the way that he was able to mentor people and lift us up as well so mm-hmm. um, yeah so true. Yeah, uh, obviously a very emotional subject. I'm getting a little teary-eyed talking about it as well. I know. <laughs> I, yeah. I feel like I can feel you uh, d- feeling the same way on the other side of the phone, but yeah, it's. I think it's. Um, it was kind of the the start of the season. I think for a lot of people, was really hard. Kind of the first little bit, and now that we're into the season, you're kind of like, okay, I guess this is kind of how it is. But every now and then, you just remember. You know, you see a tweet or something and you just think about how um how that's missing and and how um there's yeah i guess just how that's missing and uh you have to get used to watching hockey without jason botchward yeah there tweeting ridiculous things but also very funny and touching things at the same time and without so, yeah. that thrill of you know getting a fave on one of your tweets from <laughs> him and and just having that yeah. excitement of oh i'm gonna be in the province tonight <laughs> but but like i think it's good to feel this way you know i i do think yeah. it is uh, as sad as it is it's like it is nice to keep that feeling alive as well because i don't want to get to a point where 
you know, I, I, we're just in the same routine of following mm-hmm. this team on a day-to-day basis without uh, really thinking of him or feeling that loss. You know, you, you're you're right. It is easy to get caught in the monotony of the season a little bit and have those feelings dull a little bit. But um, I think it's good to to open up those wounds again and, and freshen it up and, and feel the way that I feel inside as I'm speaking oh, at, God, at this yeah. very moment. So yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for opening me up and and uh, and and opening up your own experiences with them as well. Oh no problem, anytime. Before we wrap up, uh, Georgia, one last time, where can people find the stuff? Uh, find your your Christmas cards um, to you know brighten somebody's Canuckmas this year. Yeah, so uh, at my Etsy, which is uh, Georgia Twist uh, T W I S S georgia like the state or the country um or you can just find the links via my twitter it's my pinned tweet um which is at georgia twist um though my username right now to follow christmas <laughs> is georgia twistmas well i'm sorry this was uh, such a sad episode but um it's kind of beautiful at the no, same time so thank you for doing this it's hopeful. yes hopeful. yes absolutely Thanks for having me. People, please buy the cards. <laughs> <laughs> please do not let them end up in a box underneath her parents' bed. Yeah, please. Come on. It'll make someone's Christmas. Go buy them. Yeah, exactly. All right. Thanks for doing this, Georgia. No problem. Thanks, Justin. Bye. Bye. There she is, Georgia Twist, and that is our show for the day, ladies and gentlemen. As Georgia mentioned, as we recorded this, which is last night as you're listening to it, if you're listening to it on the day that it comes out, only 10 of the black and yellow and red you know, skate, flying skate color scheme versions of the card left. So if that's the one you want, you better hurry up and get on it before they sell out because you know they are going to sell out. Make somebody's Canuckmas uh, just that much sweeter this year by buying a card from George's Etsy store, which you can find on her Twitter feed, as I mentioned. I'll be back for another big show once again tomorrow with another uh, big guest, in fact, a returning favorite, and we had a fantastic conversation, so look forward to that tomorrow morning uh, ahead of the game against the Sabres. And uh, as always, I would ask that you rate and review the program, whether that's at the Apple Podcast Store or wherever you happen to get it, because it gives us a little boost in the rankings, a little boost in the algorithms, helps people find the show, and uh, helps me as well. So, I know there are hundreds of you that listen to this show who have not done that it's not much that i'm asking for folks all i want is a rating all i want is a review you know that's it that's all make my christmas come true by doing that for me until tomorrow however when as mentioned another big guest coming your way i have been and will continue to be justin morissette and you've been locked in on locked on canucks part of the locked on podcast network